Welcome to The Wellness Connection with your hosts, Roddy Aglis and Peter McCarthy. Our program provides you with timely and relevant information on the state of your health and the topics surrounding it, such as natural remedies, green living, expert opinions, important facts, and more to contribute to your healthy lifestyle. Now, here are Peter McCarthy and Roddy Aglis. Hello, and welcome to The Wellness Connection. I'm your co-host, Roddy Iglese. And I'm your co-host, Peter McCarthy. On today's exciting show, we'll be interviewing Dr. Steve Haltewanger, MD, who will be talking with us about why intelligent nutritional supplementation is important for improving the quality of our health. And our friend, attorney Rick Jaffe, will return to bring us the latest info on stem cell therapy in the U.S. And as always, we'll cover the supplement of the week, the burning question, and this week's drug-induced nutrient depletion report. But first, Radia, you have a very interesting report on the value of exercise and mental health, don't you? Interesting indeed, Peter. How certain parts of the brain communicate and coordinate with each other to improve memory function can be altered immediately with a simple, mild 10-minute walk. This is a study published in the Proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences. And this study suggests that exercise need not be prolonged or intense to provide benefits to the brain, uh, with effects beginning more quickly than what we once thought. 36 healthy young students were recruited for this study who rode quietly on stationary bikes for 10 minutes or in separate visits pedaled at a pace so gentle it barely raised heart rates. Exercises were performed at around 30% of each subject's maximum heart rate. After each session, subjects completed computerized memory testing to pair images with other images that closely resembled each other. Then each subject repeated this this sequence inside an MRI machine to scan their brains while they were responding to the images. When researchers compared results, the effects of the mild exercises were clear. Subjects were better at remembering images after riding the bikes, especially images that most closely resembled each other. Brains were also observed to work differently after they had exercised. MRI scans showed portions of hippocampus lit up in, in synchronized fashion with parts of the brain associated with learning, indicating these separate parts of the brain were connected better after exercising. According to the researchers, these findings show that even light exercise can change people's brains and minds immediately, with exertion levels required being so light it can allow almost anyone to complete the exercise and have benefits. Well, you know, we had a study earlier that looked at the benefits of exercise, and this really just kind of goes hand in glove with that uh, research, doesn't it? But it really makes it very clear that it doesn't matter how old you are mm-hmm. or <clears throat> perhaps how physically limited you are. If you can do something for 10 minutes, yeah. you're going to have a benefit in terms of your brain function. Yeah, That's and, and exciting. you don't have to stress it. You don't have to do heavy, you know, cycling and aerobics and spinning classes and <laughs> all of that other stuff to, to improve that. Well, Peter, 
You have an excitingly good news for fans of the spice cinnamon. Yes, I do, Radia. A study published in the Journal of Herbal Medicine shows that cinnamon has anti-inflammatory activity and is a potent anti-cancer uh, agent. That study was published in the Journal of Herbal Medicine. Research has, uh, researchers have confirmed cinnamon's anti-proliferative and anti-angiogenic properties against cancer cells, particularly myeloma tumor cells. RPMI 8226 human myeloma cancer cells were treated with 72 micrograms per milliliter of cinnamon bark powder extract. After 24 hours of treatment with cinnamon bark powder extract, the cancer cells were observed to experience about 50% inhibition of cell growth. Expression of cell blood vessel growth factors and other cancer cell growth factors was also suppressed as time elapsed. Cell cycle arrest was also observed in a time-dependent manner and treatment caused fragmentation of cancer cell DNA, which led to apoptosis or cancer cell death. Cell fragmentation increased with time, and the most fragmentation occurred 71 hours after treatment. Researchers believe cinnamon may be a natural herbal source of treatment for cancer, and it was concluded that cinnamon has anti-cancer effects due to its ability to inhibit angiogenesis, induce apoptosis, and relieve inflammation. Wow. Well, cinnamon keeps coming up, doesn't it? We, we had another conversation about cinnamon, and of course, blood sugar and diabetes. Yep. And uh, now it's coming up with cancer. These, yeah. these uh, spices are pretty amazing, really, when you see these studies. Yeah, it is, and, and it really does point back in time to our ancestors who used these routinely mm-hmm. and didn't have the incidence of chronic and autoimmune disorders that we currently have today. Uh, yeah, well, they also didn't have the toxicity we have in our environment. But, <laughs> there you go, that's right. But these are things that we definitely need to uh, keep uh, in our diet. And that doesn't mean just cinnamon buns, does it? No, it doesn't. No. We're talking about, not, not talking about cinnamon buns. Sorry, folks. <laughs> right. And now I'm delighted to introduce our special guest for this show, Dr. Steve Haltewanger, MD, CCN. Uh, currently, he's the medical director of Jupiter Labs. Over the course of his career, Dr. Haltewanger has also served uh, in other medical and science leadership capacities, including directing several health programs. Since 2004, he's been the health and science director of LifeWave, Inc., uh, coordinating research studies, and he began as an integrative medical practice uh, in 1984 when he realized that nutritional, gastrointestinal, allergic, immunolo- blah, immunological, and toxic issues were involved in the psychiatric and neurologic conditions that he was seeing, and that drug therapy alone was at best only partially effective. And over the last 20 years, Dr. Haltewanger has been involved in 72 research studies. During four decades, he has built a reputation delving for answers to complicated issues, looking for biochemical, toxic, and nutritional imbalances in disease. In his medical practice, Dr. Haltewanger integrated his traditional medical training with complementary approaches. Dr. Haltewanger, welcome to the Wellness Connection. Well, thank you very much. Dr. Haltewanger, you were originally trained 
in psychiatry and neurology, yet you now work with nutritional supplements. Why the change? Well, I accidentally cured a paralyzed man in 1980 by B12 shots with no, who, had, who had normal B12 levels. Uh, it's a long story, and I don't want to tie up the whole night giving that, but I had looked at his blood under the microscope, so, so I had done a pathology research for a year, and uh, he had no normal cells. And I theorized, what if he has the B12, but it's not active? So I gave him a B12 shot. He felt better. And so I continued to give it to him. He was in a wheelchair, and he had been paralyzed for seven years. He had a catheter in. He had chronic kidney infections. So we had him in the hospital for IV antibiotics for about two months. And about the seventh week he was in the hospital, after getting almost daily B12 shots, he started being able to walk. So that kind of made me kind of take another look at, wow, this guy's been permanently paralyzed. I cured him with B12. Wow. That's amazing. That is amazing. So uh, are there other uh, instances where you saw similar results from other patients? Yeah, we had a guy in, when I was in training who was in a psychiatric hospital at the medical school. And, and um, he's in there for a year. I mean, this is a long-term, chronically, seriously mentally ill individual who was extremely violent. And he was tried on just about every medication on the market at that time during that course of the year, and he had failed to respond. And we did laboratory work on him, and he had low zinc. And we gave him zinc, and his psychosis cleared up. He was able to go home from the hospital after about six weeks on zinc therapy and no medication. So that that kind of made me look at, well, if B12 did this and zinc does that, what do the other minerals and vitamins and fats and amino acids do? So that was a starting point for me investigating uh, nutritional therapies. You know, um I took your workshop on traumatic brain injury, and I remember you telling an incredible story about a patient in the hospital who had uh, a brain injury, and your story was about magnesium. Do you remember that? Yes. uh, Basically, he was extremely violent. He had a serious auto wreck. He uh, decided to run his car up under a semi-truck. And he fractured the back of his skull because of called the basilar skull fracture. They did not expect him to live. And within uh, he was in the intensive care unit, basically completely uncontrollable. And uh, his family called me, and I, I was able to speak with the doctors. I said, look, these people have low magnesium levels. Give him magnesium. And they did, and he started calming down within about 18 hours. And so he that really helped him a lot because anytime you get a – a serious head injury, and we could go in further than that, but your brain will lose magnesium rapidly out of the brain into the blood and into the urine, and so he got seriously magnesium deficient, and uh, it, it was very helpful in calming him down within, within less than a day. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, you know, that brings a, a question uh, to mind for me, Dr. Haldemeiner. Uh, you know, you look at the prevalence of chronic traumatic cephalopathy among professional football players, and it's really epidemic. Uh, How beneficial do you think magnesium supplementation might be to help some of these guys? Well, that's just one part. I I try to look at the body like I'm trying to develop a philharmonic orchestra. I don't want all tubas in my band or my orchestra. So there's (laughs) a lot of moving parts in biochemistry, and you got certain essential nutrients such as fats, 
amino acids, vitamins, and minerals. And I spent over a year doing a research project just on traumatic brain injury, biochemical nutrition. And what I learned is there's so many factors that get involved. For one thing, you get inflammation in the brain. Well, the inflammation in the brain will deplete all the active coenzyme forms of B vitamins. It knocks out your methyl B12. It knocks out your methylfolate. It especially knocks out your uh, active form of B6 called pyridoxal 5-phosphate. And so you, you got a vitamin deficiency in the brain. You lose your magnesium, your zinc. Sometimes you lose your potassium. So you have to replace those. Then you have to use components that can actually get into the brain. It's called a blood-brain barrier. And so there's a lot of factors. Uh, research is showing that high doses of essential fatty acids, like certain types of fish oil or krill oil, can be very beneficial in traumatic brain injury. So I develop protocols where I use the right fats, combination of vitamins, but I use the active coenzyme forms. I, I may use some amino acids. I use antioxidants. Uh, you lose your glutathione in your brain. Uh, so your glutathione is your major protective antioxidant of the brain. And there's certain nutrients that will support glutathione production, and that's including selenium, zinc, B2, um, so uh, certain amino acids. So the issue is you, you try to correct all the abnormalities that you can identify and people will start resp responding to them. Yeah, I I totally hear you. I, you know, your workshop that I took on traumatic brain injury was absolutely riveting. I mean, it was one of the most fascinating. Well, I've been to many, many of your workshops, and I love them. But it was just uh, as a nutritionist, I I looked at this on the schedule and went traumatic brain injury. What am I going to do with that? You know, and then I sat through your workshop. I was like, oh, my God. I mean, it just opened my eyes to, you know, you can't, you can't heal the brain with drugs. You know, it's, it's nutrition that heals the brain. <laughs> so, so, obviously, you've had a long and successful career in clinical practice. Uh, what motivated you to uh, move into research? Well, first off, I got so far away from the standard of care that I was not comfortable anymore because, you know, somebody would come in with this very serious psychiatric or neurological problem, and I would evaluate them uh, with some very extensive laboratory work, find all these different abnormalities. Uh, I'll tell you about a case in a second. Uh, well, I'll tell you about it now. I had a lady uh, who was uh, the mother of two doctors who had a bypass surgery a, at a medical school. She um, came out of the surgery completely incoherent, stayed in the hospital at the medical school, uh, medical university, for four months and stayed incoherent. They told her, her her brain was completely damaged and she needed to be placed in an Alzheimer's unit. They brought her in to see me, and I don't want to type the entire, entire radio program, but they brought her in to see me. I did extensive laboratory work. I found 21 abnormalities in essential nutrients. 21. So I corrected all 21 of these nutrient abnormalities. You know, she had a fatty acid deficiency. She had B vitamin deficiency. She had mineral deficiencies. She had amino acid deficiencies. There were 21. And within eight weeks of my treatment, I had her driving a car and playing bridge. Wow, wow that's amazing. Huh. And what did, what did you find? What are the essential nutrients and why are they important? Well, if you look in uh, any medical biochemistry book, this is what the students learn the first week of school, and then they forget it for the rest of their career, that there are certain 
fats. There's two essential fatty acids, actually. They're, 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 that's a, kind of a misnomer because one of the essential fatty acids converts to two other fats that are possibly manufactured, but they're only manufactured at one and three percent levels. So they're they're literally essential too, but they don't talk about it that way. They say if the body can make it, it's not essential, but that's what they miss the point because that's called conditional essentiality. And then there's amino acids. I don't know. I never can remember these numbers. Eight or nine amino acids that are essential, and there's others that the body can make, but it doesn't make them all the time and all at the levels that are needed. They become conditionally essential. And then there's certain minerals that are critically important, particularly magnesium, potassium, calcium, zinc. And then there's certain vitamins. Now, the problem in our society is everybody goes to the store, retail outlet, and says, oh, I want to go buy a vitamin mineral supplement. And so they, I want to save some money, so they buy the cheapest one they can find that has everything in it. The problem is the body can't convert many of these chemicals that are called vitamins into the active forms. Also, in many conditions, the body is impaired in this conversion ability because of drugs that are being taken or lack of another compound. Like if you're magnesium deficient and you take B6, it's called paradoxine, paradoxine hydrochloride and a multivitamin, and you're magnesium deficient, you don't convert it to the active form. It also requires B3 zinc and b2 in the active form of b3 and the active form of b2 so if you happen to be low in magnesium b2 b3 or, or or zinc you might not actually have adequate amounts of b6 which is probably one of the most important vitamins there is and that's called pyridoxal 5-phosphate and so i spent many hours studying this and I have over half a million articles on my computer database now. I've collected over 30 years on biochemistry and physics and biology and stuff. And so usually I just uh, do a search on my own computer before I start looking on the Internet for answers because this stuff has been distilled by me over 30 years of Internet searches uh, now. And so what happens is I have learned what I call regional deficiency syndromes occur. And it's just the same thing as a stroke can happen. You know, if you knock out a blood vessel in the brain, doesn't get blood to a certain area, well, that's called a stroke. Well, that means it didn't give enough oxygen. Well, the same thing can happen with a nutrient. If you get inflammation in an area of the brain, well, it can knock out certain critical components in that area of the brain. And unless they're replaced, that brain area never recovers. Yeah, yeah. Well, this is fascinating, and oh, I could talk to you forever. Um, you have written extensively about electrical properties of the body, and when we come back from the break, I really want to open up that conversation. Uh, we'll be right back with more of our interview with Dr. Steve Haltowinger after this message from our sponsor. You're listening to The Wellness Connection on Voice America Digital Radio Network. and good health. Two essential building blocks for a full and rich life, but sometimes in our complex and stressful world, both can be lost, and you need to find a natural way to get them back. Enter CBD oil, a natural approach to restoring harmony to your body and your life, but not just any CBD oil. For natural results, you want to be sure the CBD oil you use is produced the right way. Wave Organics offers pure CBD oil from hemp raised naturally on farms in Colorado. The oil is extracted using supercritical CO2, which is free of toxic solvents. In fact, Wave controls every step in the process, offering quality control and natural approaches from seed to shelf. 
Visit WAAYB.com to learn more and use the code WellnessConnection for a 10% discount on your first order. Wave Organics, pure natural CBD. Listening to the Wellness Connection. If you have a question or comment for Peter Aradia, please send it via email to the Wellness Connection AHI at gmail.com. That's the Wellness Connection AHI at gmail.com. Now, let's return to this week's show. Radia, tell our listeners what exactly is hemp oil? Well, let's start a little bit with some history here, Peter. In 1992, a report by Devane et al. discovered the existence of a specific receptor in the mammalian cells known as the endocannabinoid system, which is closely interconnected with the nervous and the immune system. Since CBD has been shown to boost just about every function of our cannabinoid receptors, proven to have an extensive soothing and relaxing, relaxing effect. The research is also showing that CBC is fa- CBC. <laughs> CBD is far more valuable than just for relaxation. That's right, and it may help you to reduce anxiety and improve sleep. Also, it's been used to reduce nausea. It can reduce some types of seizures. Especially reduce pain and inflammation. That's what we use it for. There you go. And we can ease dermatitis and other allergic reactions. And studies show that it reduces incidences of diabetes. But you can find out more about Wave's products at www.wave, that's W-A-A-B.com. That's www.wave.com. W-A-A-Y-B.com. And welcome back to the Wellness Connection and our continuing interview with Dr. Steve Haltewanger. Dr. Haltewanger, you trained with the renowned Dr. Hans Leeper. And Leeper. Leeper. Yeah. Yes? Yeah. Yes, Leeper. No, I didn't. What I say? Leeper. Oh. <laughs> That's all right. Okay, well, tell us um, who he was. And what did he do? Well, Dr. Hans Nieper was a physician from Hanover, Germany, who had some training in the United States. He used to work at Sloan Kettering. He was considered a cancer expert. He was an internist. Uh, he tried, treated a lot of people with cardiovascular disease. But he became very famous uh, in Europe for his innovative treatments of multiple sclerosis. And what occurred is he developed over a period of time what are called mineral transporters. He identified back in the 50s that hearts that were being damaged were losing their magnesium, heart cells are damaged, losing magnesium, and breast cancers, as they were developing the breast cancer, would lose magnesium. So he says, well, I need to develop a, a product that can deliver magnesium to these tissues. Because at the time, if you just give somebody a magnesium supplement, there's no way to direct it to any particular tissues. So his first product was potassium magnesium aspartate, which actually goes to heart tissue, glandular tissues, and muscle tissues. And over a period of a few years, he developed other mineral transporters called orotates, arginates, and amino ethanol phosphates. When he developed the amino ethanol phosphates, he found it was a repair molecule for the nervous system as well as other cells, but 
the, the myelin of the nervous system is basically very large cell membrane that's wrapped. And he found that that was very, very helpful in muscle sclerosis. And I cannot tell you how many patients of his in the last 20 years have contacted me that have told me that Dr. Nieper saved their life because he gave them these mineral transporters. And so I'm considered, to quote, an expert on mineral transporters since I began using them 29 years ago, as well as I trained with Dr. Nieper for a period of time. So I get calls from all over the world about them. Wow, that's great. And, you know, before the break, Ronnie alluded to uh, our desire to speak with you about the electrical properties of the body and why they're important. Can you uh, integrate that with what you were just discussing? Sure. Okay. Well, first off, for those that are interested in more detail, there's a, there's a paper on the web called The Electrical Properties of Cancer Cells that I've written. I know it's been plagiarized in two different books already. I just wrote a letter to a book editor, uh, book comp- publisher about having them correct their, their book because somebody took my entire, entire paper and put it in a book and put their name on it. Uh, but anyway, that's, that's not the first time that's happened for me. So anyway, what happens is if you go to Robert O. Becker, who wrote The Body Electric, he was a very famous orthopedist and researcher, he determined starting from his research back in the 60, 50s, 60s, and 70s, that the electrical properties of the body control the chemistry. And once I understood that, starting in 1985, when I first became aware of that, I redirected a lot of my research toward electrical properties. And what we learned is there are a lot of components at the cellular level that are electronic. The cell membrane is what's called a capacitor. That means it's a storage unit for energy. And it's hooked into uh, protein units in, in the cell membrane and beneath the cell membrane. And it actually forms what is part of a tuning circuit, which is the same components that exist in radios and television so, and computers. So we have transistors. So the cells of the body have electronic components that are transistors. They have a tuning circuits. And so they literally operate and can operate as wireless tech, wireless transmitters. They can receive wireless tra- wireless transmission. They can send wireless transmission. Of course, they also have hardwired transmission through proteins that are semiconductors. So most of the proteins in the body are semiconductors. And so when you start looking at the components that the body is made up of, you find that the proteins form like a wiring grid. And then that at the cell membrane level, there's also a cell phone grid or radio grid. And that's a total communication system, wireless and hardwired. Wow. So what did, uh, with your study and all of your research, how are you kind of combining uh, this electrical information and nutrition? Well, the first place you start is a cell membrane. The cell membrane is what is called a dielectric or what's called a leaky dielectric. It has some insulating properties. It's made up of fats and phospholipids. And so the first thing you have to do is you say, I got to repair the cell membrane because it's damaged when there's inflammation or immune aggression or oxidative stress in the body. And so you get what's called lipid peroxidation. So the cell membrane is damaged. So the first thing you have to do is repair the fats and phospholipids. That's where people use uh, phosphatidylcholine. They use uh, fish oils, krill oils, algae oils, uh, these special, you know, essential fatty acids. And next, since it's a capacitor, and it's not a metal, it's not a 
electronic capacitor, which you find in electrical equipment, where there's a metal plate and there's insulating material and other metal plate. Instead of metal plates, what you have are layers of minerals. And so what you want to do is you want to be able to use products that will give a layering of minerals on the outside of the cell. Those are called aminoethanol phosphates. That's one of Dr. Nieper's invention, AEPs. And the second thing you want to do is you want to be able to put minerals inside the cell, but you want to accumulate a layer of minerals on the inner cell membrane. That's where you use what are called aspartates and arginates. That's where they deliver minerals. And so by using a combination of essential fatty acids, aspartates and arginates for the inside surface and AEPs for the outside surface, I can rebuild the capacitance of the cell. And the capacitance of the cell has tremendous utility in that it's a storage for, for energy. It's involved in protein synthesis, DNA replication, gene expression. It's also involved in mitochondrial function, and it's a communication system. So, you, you know, it's like, would, would the country work better if all communication was shut down, or would it work better if good communication was present? So, the body works if communication is good. You know, um, and on that note, you know, I remember or I recall you mentioning that you don't recommend B vitamins, but instead only recommend coenzyme forms of B vitamins. Um, right. Can you elaborate a little bit on that? Well, coenzyme forms are the active forms that the body uses to as a B vitamin. What we buy in the store many times with regular B vitamins is they put cheap components that the body can convert to B vitamins. And many times you can if you're healthy. The problem arises, I mean, as a doctor, I don't have people coming to my office saying, oh, I'm an Olympic athlete and I want to, you know, I, I, treat me. They, go, they come to my office and say, I got diabetes, heart disease, seizures, brain cancer, whatever. I need help. So I'm not getting people coming to see me who are healthy. They come to see the doctor because they got a problem. The issue you get into with people is as they get these illnesses, their ability to take up nutrients is compromised. They literally, the transport systems at the cell membrane level aren't functioning properly. Second thing is, there's a lot of toxins present. There's a lot of deficiencies and critical nutrients present. Say 50% of the population is magnesium deficient. Okay, you got an essential deficiency of, say, a critical nutrient. You can't convert one thing to another. So even though they're taking... B vitamins, and I've done literally thousands of lab people's lab work, the thousands, and I oftentimes would find a person was deficient in the very compound they were taking because they were taking a precursor that's supposed to be converted, but because of toxins, genetic abnormalities, there's a lot of genetic abnormalities in folate uh, metabolism where you can't convert folic acid to the active forms. The same thing happens with B12. If you've got uh, the brain uses what's up with methyl B12, if you happen to have mercury in your brain, guess what? You inactivate your methyl B12. So, Doc, you know, we could go on with this discussion for a whole other show, and I hope you will be a return guest on the Wellness Connection. We only got about a minute left uh, till we have to go to break. How can our listeners learn more about you and your activities? Well, uh, there's a there's a, uh, a website called researchgate.net. I have about 21 papers on that. You can put my name in, uh, like Steve Haltwanger in quotes, and then there's many articles on the web. I have 20, I think 21 papers just on that website, researchgate.net. Awesome. Wow. Well, <clears throat> 
You, you can go to that website and also our website for our listeners who want to know more about Dr. Steve Haltewanger. And we again, like Peter and I said, we could just listen to you all uh, all day, and we hope that you will come back. Thank you so much, Dr. Steve Haltewanger, for joining us on the Wellness Connection. Right back after this message from our sponsor. You're listening to the Wellness Connection on Voice America Digital Radio Network. All of us go through menopause or andropause at some point in our life. The changes in our body make us feel depressed, less confident, and lethargic. Research shows that levels of testosterone drop 50% between the ages of 20 and 40 for females and almost 1% every year for males over the age of 40. Alpha Male X and Alpha Female contain a powerful blend of nine synergistic ingredients designed to help support healthy hormone metabolism in men and women. Additionally, the select ingredients in this formula have been proven clinically effective in supporting sexual health and energy, promoting healthy cortisol levels, and providing dopamine support. When it comes to hormones, one supplement does not fit all. So be sure and visit alphatherapeutics.us and fill out the questionnaire to get the dosing instructions that are right for you. Use the code wellnessconnection for a 15% discount on your first order. Let's connect because together we make our lives better. Listening to the Wellness Connection. If you have a question or comment for Peter Aradia, please send it via email to the Wellness Connection AHI at gmail.com. That's the Wellness Connection AHI at gmail.com. Now, let's return to this week's show. Well, Radia, Alpha Male X and Alpha Female are powerful blends of nine synergistic ingredients designed to help support healthy hormone metabolism in men and women. Additionally, the select ingredients in this formula have been proven clinically effective in supporting sexual health and energy, promoting healthy cortisol levels, and providing dopamine support. You know, Peter, the thing I like about it, too, um, this product, the ingredients, are clinically proven on humans and not animals. And it's manufactured in facilities certified by NSF. That's right, and it also has no magnesium stearates, dioxides, or other additives. And it's safe from heavy metals, allergens, and pesticides. So be sure to go to alphatherapeutics.com and take the questionnaire to ensure which dosage is right for you. And don't forget to use the code the Wellness Connection for 15% off on your first bottle. And now it's time for the supplement of the week, Radia, and what would that be? Well, let's continue uh, with our conversation on omega-3. Let's. We've, we've been on a roll here for a while, and I think we're sort of mucking through the various different kinds of omegas and their importance. And as you recall in our last conversation, it was about EPA and its protective properties against cardiovascular disease. But maintaining high levels of EPA has also been shown to lower the risk of developing and worsening cognitive decline and dementia. 
If, however, you know someone who already has a diagnosis of dementia or Alzheimer's or has had a concussion or stroke, their brain has already been damaged and needs structural support. Which is what we just talked about. Just what we, yeah, funny how that works, huh? Uh -huh. And the various enzymes that make inflammatory eicosanoids can accommodate both arachidonic acid and EPA. But due to the greater spatial size of DHA, these enzymes will have difficulty in converting DHA into eicosanoids. That's right, and this would make DHA a poor substrate for these key anti-inflammatory enzymes. Therefore, DHA again has little effect on cellular inflammation, whereas EPA can have a powerful impact, and that's really a foot stopper. Yeah, exactly, and a lot of people are confused about that when they go and say, oh, I need omegas and I need EPA, DHA, and they don't know the difference. But uh, the key benefit of DHA lies in its unique spatial characteristics. DHA takes up a lot more space than does EPA in the membrane. That's right. So it does a great job of making membranes, especially those in the brain, a lot more fluid as the DHA sweeps out a much greater volume in the membrane than does EPA. Correct. And DHA is also a critical component of the highly fluid portion of the nerves. This increase in membrane fluidity is critical for synaptic vesicles and the retina of the eye. Yep, and another benefit to this constant sweeping motion of DHA causes the breakup of what they call lipid rafts in membranes. And disruption of these islands of relatively solid lipids make it more difficult for cancer cells to continue to survive and more difficult for inflammatory cytokines. Those are special cells that initiate the signaling responses to turn on inflammatory genes. Yep. In addition, the greater spatial characteristics of DHA increase the size of LDL particles compared to EPA. Exactly. And as a result, DHA helps reduce the entry of these enlarged LDLs, these are the bad cholesterol, which we'll talk about that later, <laughs> uh, particles into the muscle cells that line the arteries, thus reducing the likelihood of developing atherosclerotic lesions. And here's a special note if you use high-dose DHA. It is essential to add back trace amounts of GLA, that's gamma linolenic acid, to maintain sufficient levels of DGLA to continue to produce anti-inflammatory eicosanoids. And Peter, I'll talk more about GLA in our next show. Um, but for extra DHA for brain health, I recommend, I use and recommend uh, Pro DHA 1000. And for eye health, I recommend Pro DHA I, both by Nordic Naturals. And now it's time for the burning question where we answer those important health questions that you, the listeners, send in to us. It's important to note that any diagnosis of disease can only be provided by your medical doctor or other licensed healthcare professional. None of the information we present is intended for the diagnosis or treatment of disease. Well, Tracy from Santa Cruz asks, uh, I can't sleep. What do I do about it? <laughs> How many times have we heard that? Huh? Uh -huh. Over and over, almost every day. Uh, well, Tracy, today thousands of people are suffering from sleep disorders. And sleep is a function of the body's natural circadian rhythm and is controlled by the environment, like light, biochemistry, 
neurotransmitters and hormones, and neurocircuitry activity, interaction. That's the interaction between the brain and nerve that Dr. Haltewanger was talking about. There you go. And this really is a big pro- uh, problem today, isn't it, Radia? Yeah. Yeah. You know, my first recommendation for restful sleep is to control your outer environment. Be sure that you are in a very dark, quiet, temperature-controlled, comfortable environment. You know, that's really important. People don't realize that the, the pineal gland picks up from the, it has like its own retina, and it actually perceives light. So, um, you know, it, it triggers us, our, our awake cycle. So uh, if that's not possible, then try using a sleep mask and or earplugs, which I use both. As do I use the earplugs for sure. I have a noisy kitty. Um, uh, and remove or unplug all electronic devices and charge your phone in the other room. There you go. Too much EFAs. Yeah, absolutely. And I don't know how old you are, Tracy, but if you are in menopause or perimenopause, I recommend you check your hormones, especially progesterone. You may want to talk to your doctor about bioidentical hormones, but in the meantime, to help regulate your neurotransmitters, the best product I've seen is Cavanase Ultra PM by Neural Science. You know, I can't, I can't keep it on the shelf. I don't doubt I, it. Literally, people come in jonesing for it. It really, if it's going to work for you, Cavanase Ultra PM, um, and and uh, it supports the primary neurotransmitters and hormones involved in promoting a healthy sleep cycle. That's right. It contains three active ingredients: 5-HTP the amino acid for serotonin, our feel-good hormone, mm-hmm. melatonin. And that's the hormone that prom- promotes sleep onset. And last but not least, GABA, the neurotransmitter that can calm nerve activity. GABA also counteracts the activity of several wake-promoting neurotransmitters such as histamine and neuroepinephrine that promote restful sleep. And GABA also reduces the effects of the stimulating neurotransmitter, glutamate. So I hope that gives you some ideas, Tracy. You can submit your own burning question by going to the Wellness Connection AHI at gmail.com. That's the Wellness Connection AHI at gmail.com and submit your own burning question. And tune in every week to hear if your question is being answered on the air. We'll be right back after this message from our sponsor. You're listening to The Wellness Connection on Voice America Digital Radio Network. Balance and good health, two essential building blocks for a full and rich life. But sometimes in our complex and stressful world, both can be lost. And you need to find a natural way to get them back. Enter CBD oil, a natural approach to restoring harmony to your body and your life. But not just any CBD oil. For natural results, you want to be sure the CBD oil you use is produced the right way. Wave Organics offers pure CBD oil from hemp raised naturally on farms in Colorado. The oil is extracted using supercritical CO2, which is free of toxic solvents. In fact, Wave controls every step in the process, offering quality control and natural approaches from seed to shelf. Visit waayb.com to learn more and use the code wellnessconnection for a 10% discount on your first order. Wave Organics, pure natural CBD. Listening to the Wellness Connection. 
If you have a question or comment for Peter Aradia, please send it via email to the Wellness Connection AHI at gmail.com. That's the Wellness Connection AHI at gmail.com. Now, let's return to this week's show. Aradia, now it's time for our drug induced nutrient depletion section. And what's our drug this week? Well, this week it's diabetes medications um, like metformin or glucophage. And the nutrients, those drugs deplete are B12 and folic acid. Now, vitamin B12, as Dr. Haltewanger explained in his interview, is crucial to the normal function of the brain and the nervous system. It's also involved in the formation of red blood cells and helps to create and regulate DNA. The metabolism of every cell in the body depends on vitamin B12 as it plays a part in the synthesis of fatty acids and energy production. And Holtweiner was right on with that whole story with B12. No kidding. And of course, folic acid is used for memory loss, Alzheimer's disease, age-related hearing, Mm. Um, (laughs) preventing age-related macular degeneration, weak bones, uh, restless leg syndrome, sleep problems, Tracy, Mm -hmm. uh, depression, nerve pain, muscle pain, and skin diseases like vitiligo. Yeah, and of course, for women who are pregnant or might become pregnant, take folic acid to prevent miscarriage and neural neural tube defects, birth defects such as spina bifida. So if you're prescribed one of these medications, please talk to your pharmacist or wellness consultant so they can help you to select the supplements that will help to counteract these nutrient depletions. And now it's time for our health freedom segment. Now we're delighted to have with us again today a very special guest and a longtime friend and fellow health freedom advocate, attorney Rick Jaffe. Rick is a healthcare litigator, counselor, and crisis manager focusing on cutting edge medical and legal issues. He represents practitioners, clinics, companies, and health-related organizations in complex healthcare regulatory matters throughout the United States especially legal cases and investigations brought by federal and state government agencies. He has extensive experience in FDA matters, including clinical trials and new drug issues, Medicare and insurance fraud, professional licensure and criminal and civil scheduled drug prescribing problems, and bioidentical hormones. He has extensive experience in the stem cell field, both in the criminal and civil sides, and also works on matters involving dietary supplements. Rick, welcome to the Wellness Connection. Well, thank you. Good to be here. Hey, Rick, one of the segments of health law you're deeply involved with is the legalities of stem cell therapy. Tell our listeners uh, where this issue stands on the federal level and why. Right. Well, I would, it's, it's sort of complicated, but right now the FDA takes the position that uh, most stem cells unless, uh, are, are not legal. I mean, even your own stem cells, and let's distinguish between your own stem cells and somebody else's. And that's the difference between autologous, which means your own, and allogeneic, which means somebody else's. The FDA's current position is... <laughs> Unless the stem cell product has been specifically approved and approved by the FDA, then it's by and large illegal with some um, small exceptions. That's federally 
where we are right now. And that would include, by the way, even your own stem cells uh, for, let's say, to treat a disease. Really? So federally, yeah, that's right. Believe it or not, you know, you can't use your own stem cells to treat a disease, by and large, with some small exceptions, which I can talk what? about. So what? What are that? Well, that that kind of begs the question, then, Rick. What are those uh, exceptions? Well, the way the law works is um, you can use your own stem cells if you take them out and put them back in the same surgical procedure. That's one. The second is if what you do with what you take out is not what they call more than minimally manipulated. (coughs) Excuse me. In other words, you can wash them, you can clean them, stuff like that. But that's essentially it. And that's the second criteria, more than minimal manipulation. And the third uh, criteria is uh, is that you can't use a stem cell in what's called a non-homologous way, meaning you have the st- it's only legal to use a stem cell for the same purpose that you remove the c- cell. So yeah. if you take bone marrow by, uh, uh, or, or uh, 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 CD24 hemopoietic stem cells and then re-inject them to, for some reason, to repopulate your body, that's legal, but you can't take uh, any a stem cell, hemophytic stem cell or a mesenchymal stem cell and process it and use it to treat if you have MS. That you can't do because wow. that is a non-homologous use. What? So okay. basically you can do blood transfusion. So if you want to take, and I don't know why you want to do that unless you've already banked your own stem cells, but right. you can't treat a disease with your own stem cells right now. That is as crazy as that sounds. So I know some people that are getting stem cells from um, from uh, umbilical cord. Um, what's the issue on that? From from another uh, infant umbilical cord is that? Yes. Really? Well, that's called allogeneic, and cord blood or stem cells from cord blood is an extremely popular source uh, material. But, and, and so uh, the complication for that is there are some companies that have FDA-approved cord blood products, and they have specific names, Amacord or whatever. Now, uh, you know, so, but, but what you're talking about is there are all kinds of uh, companies that sell cord blood-based stem cells to practitioners around the country, all of those are illegal from the federal point of view, or at least according to the FDA. Because typically what happens is a practitioner buys from these companies and they're not FDA approved. So that's not, that's like even a higher level of illegality. Right. So so, so it's done. Now that's the bad news. The good news is if you're a patient, is there probably seven or eight hundred clinics around the country that use or inject stem cells, which which the FDA thinks is illegal, and and up until now, they haven't gone after a significant number of them. Uh, but uh, the only clinics they're going after are the clinics that they think pose the greatest danger to the public, 
But all of that umbilical cord stem cell uh, industry, right, if the product isn't FDA approved and bought from an FDA uh, approved manufacturer, all of that is technically illegal under FDA law. Wow. So that brings up a, a, a question, Rick. Uh, if you're a consumer who's seeking out uh, stem cell therapy, are there any do's and don'ts that you think they should follow uh, when trying to find a, a, a stem, stem cell clinic? Well, you know, the pers- it depends on your perspective. If you're, the conventional approach is that you, I mean, it's, it's dangerous, unsafe, to do any uh, unapproved product, you know, and ultimately the problem is, and now even chiropractors are getting into the picture. So the problem is it's the wild west out there. And there's no guarantee that what you're getting is actually stem cells or live stem cells, right? Because most of these places, these places don't have to be FDA approved or they do have to be FDA approved, but they're not FDA approved. They're just, Mm -hmm. it's the wild west. So, I don't know. I mean, I think um, uh, I, th- I, I think I would only get stem cells at one of the uh, 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 large, well-known places. And there are a handful out there. There it here and, and, and abroad. But just to go to some schmo in 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 a um, in a strip mall to get stem cells, or you know, I, I think that's pretty risky. Frankly, I don't think I'd get it from a chiropractor. You know, uh, I just think that's, I heard a lot of bad things about that. It's tough. I mean, it's an unregulated field, and that's why so many of the critics feel that um, people shouldn't do it. It's dangerous and harmful. But, you know, I will tell you one thing. I mean, notwithstanding all the claims of harm, somebody did a study that that the people, uh, they did a study about uh, all the reported cases in the literature and in the public you know, in, on, on the media mm-hmm. uh, about all of the um, adverse events caused by stem cells throughout the world, right? And that study showed that there were something like, and I mean serious adverse events, uh, something like 40 serious adverse events, 10 or 11 or 12 deaths, only one in the U.S., so it's well and good to talk about how harmful and dangerous it is, but the reported the, the, the report, the most recent study shows there are basically very few people who die or have serious adverse events as a result of stem cell treatment. And when you compare that to opioid crisis, which I think the latest date is what sixty thousand people a year die of opioids. Yeah. So you know, and that could be the reason why the FDA is not, in my view, is not coming down hard on many, many of these clinics. They're going after, they've they've filed actions recently against the two most high-profile clinics. One of one clinic in Florida caused blindness in three patients. So the FDA went after that, and then this California operation supposedly was using some toxin, you know, in their processing. So they went through mm-hmm. that and they sent some letters. But in my view, it's not a high priority because the FDA has bigger fish to fry and they've given basically the industry three years to clean its act up and to come in compliance. And, you know, my view mm-hmm. is these, all of these um, stem cell 
strip mall places or, you know, doctor places, they're never going to come in compliance. They're never going to be able to get their product approved or even uh, be, be, uh, actually even go under IND research, investigational mm-hmm. drug research. Rick, Rick, we know there's a lot more you have to share, but that's all the time we have for today. Thank you, Rick Jaffe, for joining us on the Wellness Connection. My pleasure. Good luck to you guys. You too. You too. Be sure to tune in next week, and of course, be sure to submit your burning question. The next one we answer may be yours. I'm your co-host, Radia Gleese. And I'm your co-host, Peter McCarthy. So long for now from the Wellness Connection, brought to you by Wave and Alpha Therapeutics. See you next time. Thank you for tuning in to The Wellness Connection with Radia Gleese and Peter McCarthy. Be sure to join us for another episode next Thursday at 12 noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. We'll talk again next week.